The impeachment trial of Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton enters its second week Monday. Paxton faces 20 articles of impeachment filed by the Texas House centered around allegations of corruption and bribery. It's improper because Nate Paul was a criminal and he was, Nate, uh, General Paxton was using the office to try to his benefit. I'm Chris Blake, and on this special episode of Texas Wants to Know, we'll recap what happened in week one and look ahead to the second week of the trial. Last week, senators heard from four of the eight former staff members in the attorney general's office who filed a whistleblower report against Paxton. We were protecting the interest of the state, and ultimately, I believe, protecting the interest of the attorney general, and in my view, signing our professional death warrant at the same time. Lauren McGaughy of the Dallas Morning News, who joined me on an episode of this podcast to preview the hearings, has been in the Texas Senate since the trial started. She joined Mike Rogers and Heather Behrens on the KRLD Morning News on Monday. In Austin this morning, testimony continues in the impeachment trial of embattled Attorney General Ken Paxton. It's the second week of the trial. Lauren McGahee is with the Dallas Morning News. She joins us live this morning with more on ex- what to expect uh, this week. Lauren, you've been covering this from, from day one. What are we expecting today and, and the rest of this week? Well, today we're expecting testimony to continue. Uh, We've heard from four of these ex-staffers in Paxton's agency who reported him to the FBI back in 2020 for alleged corruption. And we're expecting to hear more about that this week. But, you know, it's a little bit of a mystery about who the uh, prosecution might call up every day. They choose a new person. We're not quite sure who it's going to be. So, Probably another one of those surprises today as a new person takes the stand. If you are on Team Paxton, how do you think week one went? So I think for the defense team, uh, they laid into these witnesses pretty heavy, aggressive questioning. I think they definitely landed some blows. Um, So if I was on Team Paxton, I I would be pretty happy with uh, how I was able to poke some holes into some of their arguments for why they they felt they needed to go to the FBI. They really leaned on this argument that these employees were disloyal and that they didn't have enough evidence to report their boss for these alleged crimes. Well, how do you feel about the uh, prosecution then? How was their take and, and how do you feel they did? The prosecution, I thought, started out a little uh, shaky Um, You know, they don't have that much time to present their case, both sides. And so there were some questions about these witnesses' backgrounds, you know, trying to lay the groundwork that they are dyed-in-the-wool conservatives that that took a little bit of time, took some time out of their bank that I thought might have hurt them a bit. But by the end of the week, uh, the prosecution put on a witness, a former Texas Ranger, who was definitely their strongest witness of the week, and he unequivocally unequivocally said he warned Paxton that he could even be indicted if he didn't stop doing what he was doing at the agency to help this uh, real estate investor, Nate Paul, and that Paxton didn't listen to him. So uh, I thought, you know, they they came up a a bit more even at the end of the week, but it was definitely a, you know, volleying back and forth there, uh, up and down throughout the week. I think one of the really interesting things, uh, to me anyway, is that uh, throughout the first week, Ken Paxton has not been present for a lot of the testimony. Are are we reading more into that than we should? 
who knows, right? <laughs> uh, he's not required to be there. He was only required to show up for his plea. He obviously pleaded not guilty to these allegations. And then he promptly left and hasn't been there for most of the four days of the trial so far. You know, uh, his supporters say, well, why would he be there to, to hear these things said about him? And opponents think that it, it indicates that he's not taking this seriously when this trial will determine his political fate. Be interesting to see how this plays out. Lauren, thank you so much. We appreciate the time. Again, that is uh, Dallas Morning News reporter Lauren McGahey covering the Paxton trial in Austin. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick said Friday that both the prosecution and defense were more than halfway through their allotted time, indicating the trial could be over as soon as this week. SMU political science professor Matthew Wilson says when it comes time to vote, state senators could have a lot of things to weigh. I would say in general, uh, certainly the outcome of this trial is not yet decided or determined. But I think if I were on Ken Paxton's side, I would be concerned about the way that things have gone this first week. I'm Chris Blake at News Radio 1080 KRLD in Dallas, Fort Worth. Thanks for joining me for Texas Wants to Know. If you like this episode, please give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes of Texas Wants to Know drop every Thursday, but check back often for the latest updates on the Paxton trial.